Will Smith did what? Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez, and it is 9 a.m. March 28th, and I'm going to be discussing the March 27th, 2022 Academy Awards. Um, yeah, let's get started. So what you guys want to hear first, I'm sure, is the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock fiasco. So sadly, it's too early for me to see the ratings and all that to be published, but I'm guessing that these Academy Awards ratings were slim until the slap heard around the world because that was one of the most insane things I've ever seen on television. My parents and I were texting the entire show, just kind of making fun of it because, oh my God, it was exhausting, exhausting. And just, wait, 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 before Will Smith and Chris Rock, it was three and a half hours and they cut eight categories. What are you doing? How about you uh, award the people who put their entire life into this instead of showing us another bit of the most unfunny person ever, Amy Schumer, doing something that like no one cares about and no one is laughing. The funniest thing that Amy Schumer did was when she kind of addressed the whole Will Smith thing without actually addressing it. Yeah, that was sort of funny, but every other rehearsed bit was ridiculous. Thank goodness Will Smith slapped Chris Rock because if not, this would have been the most mid-boring Oscars of all time. Okay, now to the slap. So essentially Chris Rock, who is one of the funniest comedians on earth, I adore this man. He's hosted the Oscars multiple times. Uh, it was funny, right when he came out, I got a text from my mom and I texted her at the exact same time, Chris Rock should have hosted this just because he's so funny. But he makes a few jokes and then he refers to Jada Pickett Smith and says something about how he's looking forward to her being in the next G.I. Jane. And if you don't know, G.I. Jane has stars Demi Moore, who's one of the most beautiful people on earth, who has a shaved head, and Jada Pickett-Smith, who is very open and vocal about her health and mental health and relationship, everything. She's open about all of her struggles. She has a shaved head because she has alopecia. And so it's just, I rewatched this video like 10 times, and basically Chris Rock makes the joke, they cut to Will and Jada, and Will is laughing. You know, he is a he's well he was the most likable guy in Hollywood you know he's laughing and then Jada Smith she rolls her eyes and has the most angry I don't even know her look is just like scary and then all of a sudden what I'm guessing happened is she kind of nudges Will and is like you're gonna let him talk to me like that Will Smith goes on the Oscars stage because he's front row obviously he's the most famous person there he goes up there and he slaps Chris Rock across the face. Now, as I'm watching this, and as America is watching this, everything after that is beeped out, aka silenced for a good 30 seconds. And it is so baffling and confusing. And I'm wondering, this has to be a bit, right? But then why would they silence it? You know, if it was a bit, they wouldn't have Will Smith cussing or Chris Rock cussing because American television, which the Academy Awards are catered toward, doesn't allow cussing on national TV. So it doesn't really make much sense. And Will Smith looks genuinely angry. So my thought process at first was, this is a bit. And then after they cut to Will Smith and it was silent for a while, I'm like, this is real. And then I went to back to, this is a bit. But then Chris Rock's reaction afterward. I mean, this man is a pro. He is a pro, but he was clearly shaken. Obviously, he just got assaulted on national television by the most famous person in the room. 
but it's just very confusing. And I mean, Chris Rock, he wraps it up okay, but he is just kind of shaky and confused and he mispronounces some things and just it's awkward. And poor Questlove won right after that. And he's such a sweetie pie. He deserved his time to shine. But instead, everyone in the room and everyone on TV is like on Twitter thinking, what just happened? There's this funny meme of Andrew Garfield and there's a picture of him and he's on his phone and people are like, Andrew Garfield's definitely checking to see if that slap was real, even though he was there. And I'm sure he was because it's confusing. I think a key thing to look into though is Lapita Nyong'o who was sitting behind Will Smith because her reaction says it all. You can tell, yeah, this ain't scripted. But seriously, this is the craziest thing to ever happen to the Academy Awards. Is it not insane that it took less than 10 years for that Moonlight and La La Land fiasco to be one-upped? Because this is insanity and people will be remembering it forever. And also, the awkward thing was, like, Will Smith slaps him, he sits back down, and then he's just there. And apparently, uh, during commercial breaks, he has publicists, Denzel Washington, Tyler Perry, everyone's, like, coming up to him, trying to give him advice. The publicists are probably like, bruh. We know you're going to win tonight, so you better figure that out. Because if not, I'm quitting. Because, oh, there, oh that, that was a hard job last night. Let me say that. So basically, there's this weird tension for 35 minutes of just meaningless weird bits that nobody asked for. Just give the awards and let us go home. I mean, I guess we were home, but just like, let us turn this off. <laughs> but... The tension in the room ends when Will Smith wins Best Actor, and I was so excited just because I wanted to see what he had to say. And what he had to say was, oh my gosh, he talked forever. And I was like, just keep talking, Will. Come on, keep it going, just because it just got better and better. He was sobbing, and these were real tears, but they, and he admitted this, they weren't for the Oscar. And I mean, he didn't explicitly say this, but it's because he's embarrassed that he assaulted a comedian on national television. I'd be sobbing too. This man has been working 35 plus years to get to this moment. He's campaigned so hard. He wrote this book. He's been on those red table talks that Jada Pickett Smith hosts. You know, he's been doing everything for this Oscars campaign, for the last Oscars campaign. I mean, my man works hard. And then this is what happens. His first Academy Award is going to be tarnished by him assaulting a man on TV. And rightfully so, it should be tarnished. What was he thinking? You know, I've gotten a lot of people's opinions on this and just how insane it is. And my dad, he made a really good point. He said that he thinks that Will Smith was just literally wound so tight because of COVID, politics, the whole... The Smiths family, all their junk is out in the open. Like they talk about their open marriage and all this stuff. So just everyone knows every little thing about Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith. So he was thinking that maybe he just had a nervous breakdown. Like for real. I agree. But could he not have let it? Could his nervous breakdown not have been in front of the entire world? And my dad also made the good point that Chris Rock has said stuff about Jada before and even though it's all in good faith and good-hearted, I mean, it could be annoying. This could be this simmering rage, but I don't think it was Will Smith's rage. I think it was Jada's rage. That's why it's so weird that Will Smith acted out like this. I mean, think before you act, my man. Ugh! 
Anyway, so his speech was very feeling sorry for himself, which I understand. I too would feel sorry for myself, even though he shouldn't. He should just apologize. And he apologized to the Academy and his fellow nominees, but not to Chris Rock himself. And that's kind of strange, but I understand why he apologized to the nominees because, again, Questlove and literally everyone after that, no one was thinking about the winners or the nominees or anything. They were just thinking, was that real? But enough about Will Smith and Chris Rock. I may come back to that. But let's get to the winners and I'll be discussing some of the ceremony itself. I got 19 out of 23 correct. Go me. My dad got 9 out of 23 and my mom got 11 out of 23. Yeesh. Uh, No offense to them, but they can't be here to defend themselves. So let's just get into the winners. So Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose. Nobody was expecting anything else. It was kind of funny because her dress looked just like Tracy Ellis Ross's, the red one. It was very pretty, but it was kind of embarrassing. I was like, at first I was like, are they wearing the same dress? But they weren't, but they were very similar. Best sound was Dune. You're going to be hearing a lot of Dune because it picked up all the technicals. But guess what? None of them were aired live. Anyway, best cinematography, Dune. Best documentary short, The Queen of Basketball. Best visual effects, Dune. Best animated feature, Encanto. That's what everyone predicted. Best animated short, The Windshield Wiper. Best supporting actor, Troy Koser for Coda. And his speech was really moving. It genuinely was sweet, and I was really glad for him, even though I really dislike Coda. Uh, We'll get back to that in a minute. I was glad for him. He seems like a really good guy, and it's cool to have the deaf community represented like that. And it was cool that he shouted out deaf theaters that helped him perfect his craft, because it's true, he has a craft. He is a genuinely talented guy. Best international feature, Drive My Car, which was expected. Do I still wish Worst Person in the World would have won? Yeah, I adore that movie. But Drive My Car is great too. Best live action short, The Long Goodbye, which is produced and stars Riz Ahmed. But guess what? Riz, the king, who was in Sound of Metal last year, didn't get to accept his Oscar live. No, he got to do it beforehand. Hollywood, what are you thinking? Like, Riz Ahmed is in Star Wars. Like, he's a big deal. Why would... I hate that they cut the categories. I mean, they showed their speeches pre-recorded, but the Academy decided to tweet who won before the Oscar ceremony itself. So it wasn't even a surprise. It was dumb. Best costume design, Cruella, which is rightfully deserved. And <laughs> Jenny Beaven, who is the costume director, she was dressed like she was in Cruella. It was, it was an interesting choice. And I'll also get back to the outfits situation in a few minutes. Best original screenplay, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, which I should have predicted. I wanted to predict it, but I just thought that the Academy was done with Kenneth Branagh because they've just awarded him so many times. But they're not. They're not done. Best adapted screenplay, Sean Hader, Coda. Oh my gosh. I got both screenplays wrong. I was heartbroken. I thought best original screenplay would go to PTA, finally, for Licorice Pizza. And I thought best adapted screenplay was going to be Maggie Gyllenhaal for Lost Daughter. But maybe both of those were just like, I wanted that to happen. You know, it was a wish that was not granted by the Academy. The best adapted screenplay, it's just annoying because Sean Hader, she basically wrote it straight from that French film that we've referred to on our CODA podcast. And it's just... Not a good script. I'm sorry. It's not. I just, oh, I don't understand. Best score, Hans Zimmer, Dune. Oh, great. One of the greatest composers of our generation. Well, not my generation, but of in Hollywood today, 
got to accept his Oscars not live, except he wasn't even at the Academy Awards because rightfully so. Why would he be there if he couldn't accept it live? There was a funny tweet that went around of Hans Zimmer wearing a bathrobe with his Oscar because he was somewhere in Europe <laughs> and it was funny and I respect that. Go Hans. Best editing, Dune. Man, do you guys hear how many Dune Oscars there are? Okay. Best documentary feature. This was when the Will Smith and Chris Rock fiasco went down. The winner was Summer of Soul. Good for Questlove, but he was just outshined because of the chaos that happened right before him. Duh. Best production design was Dune, which I was kind of gunning for Nightmare Alley there just because, man, that is a beautifully shot movie. But Dune is so expansive and insane, and it's so cool how you could imagine a world where the Dune sets and Dune costumes, Dune everything was real. And I thought that was really cool. It was very kind of minimal space vibes. Sexy Star Wars, as Tyler would say. Best original song, Billie Eilish for No Time to Die. I hated Billy's dress. It looked like a trash bag. I think Billy is a beautiful person and it was just not a good dress. It was not great. Speaking of dresses, Alexis and I, my roommate, we were looking at the Oscars red carpet and we're like, why is every person wearing black? Like, you know, all of them were thinking, I'm going to be different because I'll be wearing black. It's classic, except everyone wore black. And the people who didn't wear black, that was also a train wreck. I loved hers outfit. I love Daniel Kaluuya's suit. I loved, hmm, what else did I, I didn't love that much if I'm going to be honest. It was disappointing. Zoe Kravitz did not look great. She's one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood and she's wearing this light pink weird poly pocket looking dress that was not very flattering. I was not a fan of that. Jake Gyllenhaal looks great. He was just wearing a black white man suit, but whatever. Oh, and Maggie Gyllenhaal, her dress was beautiful and so well-crafted. That was probably my favorite dress. And was it black? Yeah, but it had gold accents at least. And that was actually one of the only funny jokes. And was it the opening monologue? I don't think it was. But one of the only funny jokes of the night from the three presenters, because they said like, Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons and uh, Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal. Y'all are all such beautiful couples, which is so funny because obviously they're siblings. <laughs> okay, best director, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. She deserved it. And it's always good to see a woman win best director. It's two years in a row. Feminism. Uh, best actor. Oh, well, we've talked about this. Will Smith. Imagine if Will hadn't won. It, that would have been ridiculous, but it is kind of crazy because they were showing clips of each actor's performance and man, Denzel and Benedict Cumberbatch compared to Will Smith. Oh, they're so much better. It was crazy, crazy talk. Best makeup and hairstyling, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Best actress, Jessica Chastain for Eyes of Tammy Faye. You know, best actress the past few years has been so hard to predict and I think Jessica Chastain deserved it. Like, no one is ever going to watch this movie again. But of course, it's a biopic, so it has to win Best Actress. And she is genuinely so talented that I can't be too mad at it. And then, here we go. Best Picture. You know, if the Will Smith and Chris Rock fiasco hadn't happened, this would be known as the CODA Oscars or the really lowly rated Oscars. But no. CODA won Best Picture, and I literally grunted in pain because... I did not like that movie. The Martinez Family, Strange Love, we did not like that movie. I wish we did. I did not go into it with a hard heart. I was like, I want to feel something. I want to feel emotions because I'm a monster. No, I'm not really a monster. But I am taking a monster class at William & Mary, fun fact. <laughs> but I just, ugh, it's not good. There's nothing good about it. And it looks so bad. Let me give you five movies that could have won instead of Coda. 
So Dune, if the Academy was smart, they would have been pushing Dune because it was the most popular movie last year. And it's also artfully done. I'm not saying I love Dune with all my heart, but I'm saying that how about you wore something that's well-made and people liked, aka like a Titanic or something like that. So yeah, Dune could have won. Licorice Pizza, which was so much fun, could have won. Nightmare Alley, which was like the darkest thing ever and no one would actually vote for that, could have won though. Power of the Dog, which was a front runner until I guess like two weeks ago, should have won compared to Coda just because it was so artfully done. And was it not very mainstream? Yeah, but at least it had vision and it had something. It looked nice. Coda didn't even look nice. Ugh. And even Don't Look Up, like I know everyone hated Don't Look Up more than Strange Love, but Don't Look Up had so many celebrities. It had this politically charged message. You know, it seemed like the Academy would like that, but guess not. Instead, we got Coda, which is the safest movie on this list. And uh, I don't know. It's just frustrating. But I don't really care because no one's going to remember that because all people are going to remember is Will Smith beating Chris Rock on stage. Wild stuff. I want to read to y'all some of my favorite tweets from last night because I gave up Twitter for Lent, but I was like, I got to go back on Twitter for Oscars Day. You know, that's just the thing you got to do. So let's see here. So someone tweeted, every girl is now texting her man. If somebody made fun of me at the Oscars, would you slap them? <laughs> someone else said, Amy Schumer has arrived and we're hoping she leaves soon. Because they were just not a funny group. You know, I love Wanda Sykes. I think she's one of the funniest people around. But she was, eh. I mean, she was the funniest of the bunch last night. But still, it was not great. Okay, this one said, they should cancel the rest of the Oscars and just have everyone describe what happened Big Little Lies style. Men will literally win an Oscar for best actor before going to therapy. Oh, this one's good. I'm sorry, but Jamie Lee Curtis holding a dog on stage during the in memoriam for Betty White right after Will Smith punched Chris Rock is a 30 Rock sketch. That is so true. The in memoriam was so weird. It was so peppy and confusing. And like, why was I watching the performance instead of the dead people? It was just very confusing. Also, the live sexual harassment at the Oscars, that was so real. What was she doing? Imagine if roles were reversed. Imagine if a guy was doing that to some women. Oh my gosh. Either way, it is extremely inappropriate. And ah, okay. Oh, I haven't even talked about Timothy Chalamet's outfit. I liked it. It was, I, I mean, he did not have an undershirt, which was nice, I guess. And it was cool. I just feel like he's done it before, kind of. Oh, also, I forgot to bring this up, but Dune swept in all those technical categories, yet they didn't even nominate the director who oversaw all of it. That, that's an issue. That is a problem. And now let's discuss the Zack Snyder moments in this ridiculous telecast. There were two different weird little like fan polls <laughs> and both of them resulted with a Zack Snyder film being number one, which is just such a meme. It's because Twitter had control of it and Twitter, they do what they want, you know? So for the best Oscar cheer moment, it was Zack Snyder's Justice League when the Flash enters the Speed Force. What? That is actually ridiculous. I <laughs> I laughed out loud and my mom texted me, what is going on? And then for the uh, most popular movie, Army of the Dead one, which I don't know anyone who's seen that. And number two was that awful Camila Cabello Cinderella film. And it's all for the meme, which is so awesome. I love that. I think that's so funny. The Oscars just tried so hard to be relevant. I mean, the beginning they had... DJ Khaled. What? 
I don't care about DJ Khaled. I don't care about any of these music performances. Do I love Beyonce? Yeah, like anyone. But I didn't need to see a pre-recorded video. It was basically a music video before the Oscars and before the awards were given out. What, what is that? What is that? And also, it was so disgraceful that they're showing all these music pieces, all these terrible comedic bits, and yet the director of Drive My Car was cut off within 30 seconds of his speech? This man made a full movie that won International Best Feature and was nominated for Best Picture, and he was nominated for Best Director, and yet you're going to cut him off 30 seconds in? What is that? Like, it's just so ridiculous. And... I don't understand why the ceremony had to be so long. Why did they... What happened? Why was Kevin Costner talking for 45 minutes? Kevin Costner came out um, a few minutes after Will Smith and Chris Rock incident and was just going on some weird rambling thing. And I was like, let's speed it up, Mr. Costner. And even Jane Campion, the um, winner of the award that he was presenting, looked kind of baffled by just like how long this man was talking. But speaking of presenters... Sean Diddy Combs or P. Diddy or Puff Daddy or Sean Combs or whatever. He has so many aliases. He did a really good job actually presenting the award after Chris Rock because he said something like, well, Chris, y'all are going to work this out, man. Uh, Let's just keep going and celebrate movies. Or he just said something pretty good and it was just well thought out and he, he tried to alleviate some tension. But I've just read some things of the people who were in the room and they were like, nah, it was still real tense. Now, another random piece of the Oscars was this weird, like, movie tribute thing. So they had a tribute slash reunion of, uh, you know, White Men Can't Jump, Juno, Pulp Fiction, Godfather, and then had them presenting awards. The only funny thing is some of the years were ludicrous. Happy 28-year anniversary, Pulp Fiction. What? 28 years? What is that? Come on, at least get to 30. I mean, we had the 60-year tribute to a James Bond movie, but when's the last time James Bond won an Oscar? You know? How about you award the movies that make $3 billion? I respect that they made this cute little montage of all the scenes from James Bond films from the past 60 years, but let's award them because people actually like those movies and actually go see them. The Godfather reunion was sort of a disaster, but you know, they're legends. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Francis Ford Coppola. Like, it's always good to see them, but I don't know why they were there. I don't know what was happening. I just, it was a mess. And overall, it was just so hard to get through, but I was so excited by the end of it just because of the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. Again, thankfully that happened. I mean, I hate that Chris Rock got hurt because he's... He's so funny, but like, come on. It made the Oscars pretty ridiculous. It looks like Chris Rock isn't going to be pressing charges on Will Smith, but oh my gosh, Chris Rock's next comedy special is going to be amazing, and I'm excited for that. These Academy Awards overall were very, very, very underwhelming and disappointing. I wish that funnier sketches happened and less musical performances happened, But what can you do? I wasted three and a half hours of my life, but at least I got a Will Smith slap and a viral moment out of it. I swear, this is a kind of a Kanye Taylor Swift moment. People are going to remember this. Thank you for listening to my Oscars recap. What a chaotic ride it was. Follow us on Instagram at strangelovemoviespod and visit our website, strangelovemovies.com. And yeah, let me know what you guys thought of the Oscars. I mean, Strangelove put something on their story last night about how, was the slap real or fake? Well, turns out it was real. So I guess I should be taking that off soon. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed and listen to our other episodes. We're almost at 100 episodes. And also 
The last episode we posted, Coda, listen to that. Listen to our thoughts on the now 2022 Best Picture winner. That is so painful for me to say. Bye, guys.